and welcome back to the Hidden Gems Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marcus Johnson Luther. And before we get started with today's episode with Morgan, I just want to remind everybody to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. That'll allow you to stay up to date on all available episodes as well as listens to one you haven't heard yet. As always, I guarantee you there's a story in there that you didn't know will resonate with you that will. We have people from all walks of life, from all over the Twin Cities area, that have a story that I know will resonate with you. You're going to find one that you least expect, but it will still touch your soul a little bit. And who's not? And these days and time, who doesn't need their soul fed a little bit? So feed it with the Hidden Gems podcast. Also, when you do, make sure you rate and review us. Leave us a five-star review and let me know how you feel about the show overall. Lastly, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hidden underscore gems pod. That's hidden underscore gems pod. And those are both linked in the episode description below. But for today's episode, I do say I have a dope conversation with Morgan. Morgan is oh, one of the best basketball players I've seen with my own eyes. I mean, it was very it was cool to see her, how she grew in high school, how dominant she was and just how how she was really putting the team on her back. She comes from a really respected basketball family, the Hill family. I mean, if you're from Minneapolis, you know that name. They just dominated sports at every level. So it was really cool to talk to Morgan. She's really humble. She's really down to earth, um, more than I would be if I was as good as she was. So uh, it's really just a dope episode overall. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, and yeah, so if you guys are ready to get this one started, let's go. I'm your host, Marcus Johnson Luther, and today we got a great episode for you. You know, you if you're from Minneapolis and you played basketball, I already know who it is. We got basketball royalty in the building. We got Morgan. Morgan, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? You know, I'm just, it's been a while since we've seen each other, you know. I think we saw each other at the Y like three years ago or something like that, but it's been a while, so it's good to see you. Good to see you too. Yeah. So Morgan, um, just a little background for everybody listening. Morgan is from the greatest high school on the face of the earth, uh, South High School. Um, now plays at University of Chattanooga. Yes. And uh, just out here dominating, you know. Got to if you follow basketball at all in Minnesota, you know her family name. She's n- she might not brag about it, but everybody knows it. I mean, let's be let's just put it out there. Her sister has her jersey retired in our gym. Um, her brother was a big time player when he was in high school. Went to you have two siblings went to Ohio State. You go to University of Chattanooga. Your younger sister Jade is going to University of St. Thomas. So that's four D one kids, just to put it nicely. Um, so that puts it to, brings it to my first question. So your family is really prominent name in the MM basketball scene. Did it just naturally come to you that you wanted to hoop, or was it like was there pressure from your family to get into basketball? definitely wasn't natural um my dad got us all into basketball whether we wanted to do it or not (laughs) um my family members really were surprised about me because they claimed i wanted to be a cheerleader which i don't doubt (laughs) that's not my thing but i know that basketball was definitely probably not in the back of my mind to be playing but um we all play you are i mean yeah we mentioned the four that have gone d1 and then you have 
Angel. How old is Angel now? Angel's going to be in the 10th grade. And then you got Malachi, who's a former dancer, now basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he's going into seventh grade. I mean, so you said you were kind of forced into it. Is there a time that you decided, like, you really enjoyed basketball? Or has it always felt like you were forced into it? No, I would definitely say my younger days, like um, middle school, were probably, like, my funnest days. I feel like once I got to high school and definitely in college, it got way more serious know what AAU and everything like I don't want to say it took the fun of it but it definitely wasn't as more like relaxed and mm. fun when you're playing when you're younger yeah um I just feel like I I've heard a couple people say things similar like that I think Johnny said that actually too like just as he got older it started to feel more like a job kind of yes. and like not what it was when I when you were younger talking yeah. about like and f- for not, I'm not shitting not Johnny, but like he wasn't as well recruited or touted as you. So I just feel like there's probably even more pressure on you in that sense. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then knowing you come from a family with such a rich history of basketball, like, did you ever feel pressure to live up to your older siblings' expectations? Like, like I said, Taylor's really well known. PJ was well known. Did you feel pressure to live up to them? Yes, definitely Taylor. I feel like I got compared to her. Probably my whole basketball career. <laughs> Taylor this, Taylor that, Taylor did this. Are you going to be? So definitely felt the pressure. Um, definitely with, you know, going D1, I felt the pressure, um, you know, with following her footsteps. And at South High School, you know, it was, it was mainly the questions about um, beating her scoring record. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, like you said, like almost 4,000 points. Yeah. That's like, what... um, that's quite a bit high, but <laughs> no. <laughs> So, yeah. yes, I definitely felt the pressure. Um, I feel like I felt it for my parents a lot to like to stay on top of my game and, you know, just be as good as her. So you just mentioned comparison to Taylor. Like that had to get like really annoying after a while, too, like because you just want to be like, I'm Morgan. Like, let me just be Morgan. Yes, definitely. Got, um, <laughs> <laughs> tired of the comparison. Um and that's why I kind of went to a different school because everybody thought, oh, you need to go to Ohio State too, you know, like follow your brother and sister. And I'm like, I don't want to go there and just to be, you know, under their name, you know, all the time. Right, right. And then is there ever, was there ever a point while you were playing where people stopped recognizing you as Taylor's little sister and like, oh, that's just Morgan now? Um, No. And I think who else they would just... You're Paul's daughter. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of probably the other biggest one. Is like, oh, you're Paul's daughter. Like, <laughs> and they were like, oh, you're Morgan. No, you're Paul's daughter. <laughs> Dang. Dang, you never just got to be yourself. That's. I know. So, speaking of your older siblings, too, um, was it at least nice to have older siblings that were good, that you had, like, role models, they laid the blueprint for you? Because, you know, some of us have older siblings that claim they were athletic or whatever, but... It just it wasn't true. Was it at least nice to have people you could actually look up to that were actually good? Yes, it definitely was. Um, they were very comforting, like with working out and um, helping me during the struggle times. And, you know, they was just always there. Um, and it was good watching them play in college, especially at the professional level and just seeing like how it is in all different stages. Right. Because I feel like that would be a good asset at least, you know. At least you know the advice you're getting was like, decent advice (laughs) they weren't just bsing you yeah um and the next question is like so you always been pretty good for your age group or the people you're playing against at what age did you realize like you were better than a lot of the other girls your age um i would 
say probably like my eighth grade year or going into high school, I noticed. You think it took you that long? I don't know. I mean, like, definitely when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I don't want to say because we're young, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like when I talk to a lot of other people, people are like, oh, I started like in high school. You know, like a lot of people don't start like as young as yeah. I did. So it was just kind of like, well, you know, I'm just playing. But if, if I'm remembering correctly, weren't you already playing? Were you at varsity in seventh and eighth grade? Uh, seventh grade, no, I played freshman. Okay. Yeah, eighth grade, I played varsity. So it took you till you were playing varsity <laughs> against other high schoolers to realize you're better than most girls your age. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not like you said. I'm very humble. Like I'm, I just never look at myself like, yeah, I'm just way better than these people. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> let, let me have been like that. I'm have been talking mad shit the whole time. <laughs> so here's a little side story too, Morgan. You went to Ann Sullivan, right? Yeah. And I went to Seward, which is like they're like three blocks apart from each other. I don't know why they built two middle schools that close. But so I remember I'm in eighth grade and I think you're in sixth grade and you're playing. You played in middle school and you have to, don't you? Uh, I didn't have to, but my parents. Yeah, I remember because at that time, I think Taylor had either just one state for South. So everybody knew your name already from that. And I was just watching. I'm wearing eighth grade and like you were just destroying our girls team like it was it didn't even look like you guys were it wasn't fair <laughs> <laughs> that's how i felt uh all throughout middle school when i played like the teams was just oh is that why it was the most fun because yeah. i just got to get the most buckets and it was easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had an enjoyable time just dominating <laughs> <laughs> um so then you just mentioned you were playing uh, seventh grade. In seventh grade, you played freshman. How was that experience for you to play freshman as a seventh grader? I mean, you're still two years younger than everybody else playing. Uh, yeah, it was good. I went with my uh, close friend, Jew. We played. My sister was coaching um, uh, the freshman team at the time. So, okay. Uh, my oldest sister, Tanisha, she was coaching. So it was fun. I mean, it was different. Like, we was... It was like, oh, we're going to go up. You know, we're yeah. going to play high school. We get to leave school, you know, go to practice and stuff. So it was really nice. You know, it was a cool little experience at the time. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you and uh, your friend decide to go up because it was like middle school? You, it was fun, but it was just too easy. Uh, yeah, actually, my dad was just like, yeah, she's going to play Oh, <laughs> yeah, so you got to make a decision for us. I'm sensing a common denominator here that a lot of decisions just come down to your dad deciding what you're going to do. Yeah, well, <laughs> majority. Um, and what was, the, like, obviously there must have been an adjustment going from seventh grade to playing in middle school to playing in even freshman. I mean, that's just, it's still an adjustment. Do you remember what was, like, the most difficult part for you to adjust for? Um, honestly, not really. Game's just that easy for her. No. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, like, I don't know, like, the speed or something, you know, it's just probably a lot more, a little more faster than yeah. school, you know, people are a little more developed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of all I can remember. And then you started touching on, in eighth grade, you were playing varsity. I don't remember it, because I, I think I'd have been in 10th grade. In eighth grade, were you starting varsity games, too? Yeah, I think my sister moved up to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just gonna say tease the yeah, reason? I'm not gonna say tease the reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm her. <laughs> and then after that year, she left. But yeah, she was coaching. I think just for that one year, and we played. Um, yeah. How was it? How was it for you being in eighth grade starting varsity? That's kind of a pretty big flex. Yeah, it, it was good. You know, I 
feel like some of the people probably thought, like, wow, she's starting over. Eighth <laughs> 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 grader, but, you know, I was the only one. Let me stop. Anyway. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. <laughs> no, we're not going to go there because that's not right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, it was good. Um, definitely harder, especially, like, once you play, like, the suburban schools that have some of the top players, like, in the state. It yeah. Was definitely, like, oh, wow. and i mean you did get better as time went on obviously let's just go over your your high school resume a little bit okay so first of all morgan scored a lot of buckets in high school i'm gonna just put it point put it clearly um how did it feel when you scored your a thousandth point oh it felt good i was like wow like i was really (laughs) happy honestly like um i was proud of myself when uh do you remember which team you scored it against there's too many. She doesn't even remember. Honestly, I really don't know, but I feel like one of them was bet- uh, against Henry. Mm. I feel like. I don't know if that was my 2,000 or... Uh, that was my next question. <laughs> so then you, you got 1,000. How did it feel to get your 2,000th career point? Because a lot of people... Okay, let's be clear. You know, I might have scored 150 in high school. Like, so... Playing is better than me. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might have scored 150 in high school, so like... 1,000 is like, damn, but 2,000. It's like, damn, damn. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> 2,000, it felt good. Um, I, I really think that was against Henry, though, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Um, and in your career, too, I mean, total overall total, you scored 2,700 2, career points. Over that a little bit. When you hear Morgan Hill, 2,700 career points, like, what is, how do you feel? Because that's, that's a lot of. Even if that's all twos, if you only hit a two, you never hit a three, you never hit a free throw. That's what? That's over at, you made almost 1,500 two-pointers. Mm, that's good math. <laughs> no, it's not actually. That'd be 3,000. 1,250, yeah. something like that. Um, I'm not a math major. Don't worry. Mm. <laughs> uh, honestly, I really don't think about it. Um, but when people come into like my dorm room, they see my ball. And they're like, wow, you scored at me? And I'm just like, oh, I thought that was it. I don't know. Like, it just doesn't phase me that I scored that many points. Like, it's just never, like, in the back of my mind, like, wow. So it's okay. Do you, do you think that, like, you feel that way because of the success of your older sister also? Because, like, she – I'm not trying to – I'm not belittling your thing, but, like, 4,000 points – almost scoring 4,000 points, that's a lot of buckets. A lot. <laughs> Understand, but I mean, she played from seventh grade up, so okay. <laughs> she a little cheater. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say it's just like, oh, it was good at the time, but once I got older, it was just, it was just kind of a pass for me. Okay, yeah, you had a lot of personal success at South. I mean, you scored a ridiculous amount of points. Um, Obviously, you got to play D1 as well, so you were obviously good. But the team somehow would struggle because I don't know if it was – I'm trying to put it nicely. Johnny and I have talked about it before, too, even with the boys' side. It just seems to struggle somehow. But I don't know if it's lack of people that try out or just lack of resources. But, like, how was it for you to see all the personal success you were having but the team success sometimes wouldn't match up? conference like minneapolis conference is kind of all kind of the same yeah like it's definitely different from you know the schools that are further out 
to have all the resources and people that actually come out and people that actually play basketball, you know, not just for fun, but trying to make it to the next level. So I feel like that's really a big difference. Um, it was hard at times because, you know, everybody put pressure like, oh, you know, you got Morgan, you got Morgan. But it's like it kind of does take a team effort. So I was really happy when my sister actually came and joined me because I felt like my junior and senior year was probably like the best records we had yeah. when I was um, playing at South. Um, but it was hard, you know, just this past year when my sister was there, they could only have like two teams, I feel like, because mm-hmm. there was not enough people that came out and tried out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, just talking, I talked with Ellerson on a different episode, and he was talking about like with the football team too. Like, it was just, it's just difficult. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's just like, it's difficult to get people to come out. And like you said, it there's difference between people who, we're doing it because they wanted to play basketball and there's people who are like, Oh, this would be a fun thing to do. Yeah, exactly. And you, you touched on playing with Jade too. So like how was the, the, how fun was that to play with your younger sister in high school too? Oh, I love playing with Jade. Jade is one feisty person. <laughs> <laughs> Always going to have my back. You know, we played a little in AAU when she would play up with my team. So it was good to have her actually play. And, you know, for the one year we was going to high school together, but um, it was fun. I love playing with Jay. Yeah. Um, and just, t- um, were you still playing with Jade when she scored her thousandth point? See, they got so many, they don't even remember a thousand. I want to say maybe if it was her freshman year, then yes, cause I would be a senior. Okay. Okay. Um, and just touching back on South a little bit, we're talking about how frustrating it could have been just being in the Minneapolis city conference overall. Did you ever consider maybe, like, transferring to a different school? Yes, my parents did want to transfer me, but um, they never actually got to. I mean, they would say all the time, like, oh, maybe she should go here or there. But they was like, well, you're okay. You know, <laughs> you, you'll, you'll make it out just fine. So they just kind of left me. And then especially when Jade came, they was like, well, you got your sister. So it, it worked out. Was there a – what school was it that you were going to transfer to maybe? Um, honestly, <laughs> I, I want to say like Hopkins was one of them. Mm. Um, I can't really remember any other schools okay. that I mentioned, but just somewhere out there. And then now that you've gone to a college that I'm sure has better funding than South, like when you look back during your time in South, like, do you realize like how bogus like everything yes, was? everything, <laughs> the food, the lighting, everything, the windows, like let's not get into that. <laughs> Another uh, thing I want to point out, so we were talking about how many buckets her sib- her and her sib- sisters got. The top three scorers all time for the Minneapolis City Conference go Taylor Hill, Jade Hill, and Morgan Hill. Just seeing, like, all time, you three hold the records. Like, how does that make you feel to see that, like, dang, like, we really was dominating during our times? Yeah, we really was. And it's just exciting, you know, to always see my siblings doing well. Um, to see us all at the <laughs> top three places. <laughs> You know, people ask me about Angel. I'm like, we're just going to have to wait and see. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> knows. But, you know, it's exciting, and it's just nice when people just kind of recognize it. Right, right. And, I mean, just to get a bigger glimpse is, like, so you all scored over 2,700 points, and the closest to you guys is 500 points away. So, like, it's wow. it's not like there's people really even close to you guys because <laughs> 500 points is still a lot yeah, of buckets, too. Still, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um and i also want to notice i mean point out like 
we talk a lot about Taylor and Jade and all your your sisters. Like we touched on PJ a little bit. He wasn't no slouch either when he was hooping too. He was he was. Yeah. I mean, he got to Ohio State, which is Big Ten. That's like that's yeah, pretty big too. It is a Power Five school. Um, yeah, PJ. You know, I was really young actually when <laughs> PJ was hooping because Taylor's like ten years older than me. Yeah. So PJ's thirteen years older than me. So I was really young when he was playing. So I don't really remember like high school, but. Uh, College-wise, I got to see him play and stuff like that, but I was still young. When um, either of them were at uh, Ohio State, did your family used to, like, go to a lot of games out there? Yes, we used to drive all the time, and I especially remember on my birthday because it's in March that we always go to March Madness. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> why do I got to spend my birthday in Indianapolis? <laughs> <laughs> and then you um, just, like, I mean – I think Taylor got drafted into the WNBA when I'm in ninth grade. So you'd have been in seventh, I think. Yeah, 2013. Yeah, yeah. What was it like for you to like see your sister get drafted into the WNBA? Oh my gosh, it was such a wonderful experience. It was nice. Like the setup was nice, and just meeting all the people and their families. It was really a great experience. Because I mean, damn, like she really got to play in the WNBA. That's crazy. She was fourth. Yeah, because she was she was dominating. I mean, you know, sometimes there's players that dominate in high school, and then mm-hmm. it's it's tougher for them in college. Yeah. But she was she was nice in college yeah. too. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and um, touching on um Jade, not or yeah Jade Angel and Malachi, how nice has it been able to see like them grow up and then just keep getting better too? Because like I touched on Malachi was a dancer, but Malachi's a legit hooper now too. No, he is legit. <laughs> like, I- love watching Malachi play the most because, like, he loves the game of basketball. He's always fun. He's always doing crazy moves. Like, he just want to do the moves. Like, he don't even <laughs> care about making a shot. Like, he just want to do his moves. But um, it's been good. I mean, you know, you just get to see them grow as individuals and basketball players and stuff. And it's just like, wow. Has it has it been kind of tough being that you're in Chattanooga now? Like, you're away from your family, too. And, like, you didn't really get to see – well, I mean, you get to see the end result, but you didn't get to see, yeah. like, the process of them growing. Yes. Um, it's really been hard. Like, I love my family to death. So, I'll be over there crying at school. Like, please do me back. <laughs> so, it's been hard, but I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you graduate from South, and you uh, end up at University of Chattanooga for college. Can you just tell me a little bit about, like, what your recruiting process was like? Yes, um, AAU uh, being on the circuit was like the biggest recruiting because most college coaches really don't go to like high school games unless you know you're like super big. Right. Um, so AAU was really where I got all my recruiting done from, and I got an offer from Kansas State my junior year. I remember that. And <laughs> I, remember I remember that. that. <laughs> and I didn't take it. No, I just wanted to think and see like what other offers I was going to get. So they kind of took it off the table when I got to a senior because they were like, okay, like, you're way down too much. Right. Yes. And so then um, uh, Chattanooga reached out. And what's crazy was um, the coach at the time coached Taylor at Ohio State. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's <laughs> why I was really like, oh, okay, like, I'm going to have assistant uh coaches played with taylor out of ohio state oh wow yeah so it was kind of like some familiar uh faces so that was really why i kind of went there and then when i got there uh coach foster retired and so we got a new coach uh that came in mm, and uh from a game from a from a speed wise skill level wise what's been like the biggest adjustment for you going from 
Minneapolis City Conference basketball to Division One basketball? Like, what's been tough for you to adjust to? I would definitely say the speed, the strength, uh, the um, just the level of uh, almost. Every, I don't want to say everything, but just going like you said from Minneapolis school. You know, the players that are not nowhere near my level to being playing with people who are just as good as me or better than me. Right. You know? So it was very hard to adjust to that, you know, definitely not being a leader no more, being like just a main scorer, a person that they lean on, just relying on all your other teammates to help you. So, yeah. Because, I mean, like you're you're pretty athletic. So getting up there, it must be because here's the way I always would phrase it, too, when people would be like, oh, why doesn't everybody like why don't more people dominate like people that dominate in high school dominate in college because i'm like think about this so in high school the best of the best go to college and everybody can't be the best at the same time Literally. so you have to just adjust and like basically learn your role kind of mm-hmm. yes. and for some reason people like connotate role player with not good yeah which i mean as somebody who's a role player their whole time they played i take offense to that but it's also kind of dumb from a basketball standpoint because you literally need role players no, for the team to be good so, was it difficult for you to adjust to your, like, new role overall from being the star of the team to now you're playing with a bunch of other talented women and you're kind of – you maybe aren't shooting as much as you were before, but you can still contribute in other ways. Yeah, it was very hard. Um, it was like, wow, like, <laughs> I don't need to do everything. Um, it was just – I don't know. It was kind of, like – I don't want to say, like, relaxing, but also, like, a good thing just to know that, like, I don't have to do everything for us to win. So, I don't want to say, like, it was uh, just all a bad thing. Like you said, it was kind of good. Right. And, I mean, you, I'm sure you, you probably got better at different things, too. Yeah, Like, sure. you get, because you're not trying to score 20 or 30 every game. You get to conserve your energy, like, oh, I can do better on defense. Yeah. I can rebound more. I can pass more. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. it just, like. You, you you can always tell who's talking, and you're just like you don't know what you're talking you're about. <laughs> like, like, and how big of it was an adjustment for you, like personally and like mentally, to move away from Minneapolis? You just touched on how um how big your family is to you. How hard has it been to just move from Minneapolis and go to Chattanooga? And culturally, I know they're different too. So like, how different is it to move there? I would say my first year was, like, the hardest. Like, I legit wanted to just come back home. Like, I was like, man, I just want to transfer. Like, just come back home at this point. Like, it was so hard, and especially since I'm always around my family, you know, them being there and stuff, like, they're just not there, you know, in Chattanooga. So it was hard. But as time went on, like, I kind of got used to being on my own and just, you know, calling them whenever I needed help and stuff like that and not just relying on them for everything. So it was hard my first year, but – it, I kind of got used to it, but I still do miss them. Though. Of course. I mean, it's always going to be home. No matter, like, yeah. You could be 30 years from now, you'll still think of Minneapolis as your home, so that makes sense. Um, what would you describe the biggest difference between Min- Minneapolis and Chattanooga? Um, the weather. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's nowhere near as cold in Chattanooga as it is here. Um, it rains a lot in Chattanooga all the time. It doesn't snow. <laughs> I mean, if they get even even think about snow, they're closing everything down. Really? Yes. Must like, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand. We went to school in blizzards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would like to say the weather um, definitely is country down there, you know. Um, that's probably, probably it. I mean, the mountains, some of the mountains. Oh, you're in the mountains out yeah, there? Yeah, I'm in the mountains, yes. Uh, 
so you know my family is from Memphis, um, but I don't know anything outside of, about Tennessee outside of Memphis. Are so you for real? yeah. Uh, see, I don't know. I don't know nothing. Tennessee is a weird state to me. <laughs> and just like touching on the the aspect of being a D one athlete and trying to also graduate from school, like how hard has that balance been for you to find time where I'm doing everything I need to do, but also time for you to relax at the same time? Um, honestly, it wasn't that hard for me because I feel like I'm good at managing my time. But for a lot of my other teammates, I know they struggle with, you know, like trying to get their school done and going to workouts and stuff. Like, I just feel like it's just, like you said, personal life. Like, how well you do with time management and knowing, like, what's your priority and what's not your priority. Um, so it was kind of easy for me. You know, it's a lot of work in college, a lot of busy work, I feel like. I agree. Seriously. And then just, you know, especially I think on the road was probably like the toughest because, you know, you're missing classes and stuff so you have to catch up or you got to take a test before or take it after so i think being on the road and um managing school is probably the hardest and how difficult is it for you like to stay healthy like physically wise because i know like in especially so i think you you had an injury like you had a kind of a season where you got injured a lot didn't you yeah and like how was it for you to be able to stay positive emotionally even though you didn't get to play basketball anymore because your body is hurt physically? Um, it was hard. I would say, like, I had really stressed about, like, how I'm going to be when I come back. Like, um, am I going to be the same? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I think I really stressed about that a lot. Like, um, I was hurt, and then um, they said, like, 12 to 14 weeks, but I actually ended up coming back too fast, so I just had to redshirt for the whole season because mm. – I came back too fast, so that was a disappointment. Um, but I think uh, when you sit on the sidelines and watch, you get to see all the things that you don't like when you're playing. So I think that was a good experience for me. Um, but other than that, I was it was it was tough, but you know, gotta play hard. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're heading back there soon for your senior senior year. Senior year. How um how you how how much are you looking forward to graduation? I am definitely looking for that. <laughs> like, on the top of my list, like, I can't even care about anything else but graduation. <laughs> like, I'm ready to be done with school. So, that's, like, that's a big step. Like, I'm pr- I'm happy for you. Like, congratulations. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you'll be there soon. Soon. Okay? <laughs> I can't believe. Like, honestly, I don't want to. <laughs> like, I thought about getting my master's, but mm, at this point, no. <laughs> <laughs> And just those those are kind of like the questions I had about you specifically. I just wanted to hear your opinions on like women's basketball in general now because it keeps it's growing every day. It feels like yeah. So how do you feel about like the growth of the WNBA as a whole? We talked about your sister playing in it, and even since she got drafted in twenty thirteen, it's grown a lot. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you feel about seeing the growth of the WNBA overall? Um, It's good. I mean, we're the WNBA is getting out there. I feel like. They've been leading a lot of, like, the racial stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and all the other justice things. And I think that's good because it's, like, promoting them. A lot of people don't be watching women's basketball, which is sad. But I feel like they need to be on TV more, you know. They need more money. Like, I just feel like the discrepancy between men and women is just unreal. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I read some article recently that 
because the WNBA is on ESPN or like major networks more now than they were last season, and the ratings are up. So I'm like, who would have thought you get exactly. to? <laughs> like, wow. You got to go to the website to watch them and pay. Like, yeah. it's just crazy. Like, yeah, that works. Um, and then you also have like, they're marketing the women more now too, because mm-hmm. you see like Sabrina Ionescu is out there now. You get uh. Both of the, I'm gonna say their names wrong. The two, the sisters that went to Sanford that play for, uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're both getting out there more. Like Candace Parker, so like, it's crazy. It's just it's it's so simple. Like if you just promote it, oh, more people will notice it. (laughs) That's why I think it's good that the NBA is you know like wearing the sweatshirts and like promoting women because you know a lot of people follow them and you know just. Uh, look up to them so I think it's good that they're promoting the WNBA and just as you as like a woman too I mean I say it as a joke like oh I said I was better than you in high school but like how annoying does it get when there are guys who legitimately think that they were better than you oh my gosh annoying like can you play me one on one like I don't know how many if I got a dollar for that question I would be rich okay? like, seriously like that's the most annoying question especially let me not even talk about when people are trying to get on but <laughs> I forget which is some WNBA player, and I can't recall off the top of my head, but she was like, if I play you one-on-one, it proves nothing. It's either if I play you, I win. Oh, you're a, w, you're a professional athlete. You're supposed to win. Thank and if you. you beat me, it's like, oh, you're not actually good. So why yeah. would I play you? I gain nothing from it. I don't know who said that, but that was good. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's really how it would be. Because yeah. I just feel like just from the sexism standpoint, obviously men are going to be like, oh, well, I could do that. And then they, you get out there, and it's like, they really busting your ass. No, so like, seriously, like, <laughs> I can <seek> now. <laughs> yeah. And you just hanging out with Taylor and all that, you like, I feel like you got to experience not, obviously you weren't on the road 24 seven with Taylor and all that, but you got to see what like the WNBA life was like a little bit. And like, did you get to connect with any of her like teammates like that? Or like, yeah, I'm really close with, uh, Tasha and Tierra. Um, there's been some really cool WNBA players. Like they're all really nice and sweet. Um, I think they're all just amazing, but there's a few that we didn't got close to. Okay, yeah, because I, in my experience, I think I uh, I met Simone Augustus once, and like, unlike like NBA players who can be stuck up, like WNBA yeah. players are like really down to earth and no, like. Oh, seriously, they really are. Yeah, and I mean, part of it is too they literally play in the U.S. for love of the game because you can go overseas and make more money. Way more money. <laughs> understand it. <laughs> so like literally anytime you see a WNBA player that's really dominating in the US you have to understand they're doing it because they love the game of basketball and want to help grow it here for women mm-hmm. and now just like about Minnesota as a whole too Minnesota's not like traditionally like a basketball state but it, it's women's side specifically like it keeps getting better and better too how does that like you I feel like you're part of that too. You and Taylor and your the Hill family's part of that. Like how does that make you guys feel to see the Minnesota State basketball for women keep growing? I think it's good. Um, especially like this past year. Um, we're watching the uh NCAA tournament, you know, with uh Paige Becker and yeah. um what's his name? Oh, uh, uh Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs, yes. Yeah. So it's like, oh Minnesota this, Minnesota that, you know, <laughs> Minnesota native. So it's good to see that because it's really like we do got some hoopers for real, but you know, 
were not really known. Yeah, pe- people never were like, oh, Minnesota. It's like, exactly. oh, they might have some good basketball exactly. players. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. So I think that's good to just put us on the map, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that's for us to get recognized. We just need, now we need, we need another Minneapolis City Conference person to no, put us on the not. map. <laughs> it will come well morgan i mean that's all i got for you just thank you so much for coming out here um congratulations in advance for graduating from college uh i'm happy for everything you did i mean you know we were i I don't know how you put up with me in high school i was annoying little dude but thanks for putting up with me i guess (laughs) yes ma'am thank you And that does it for episode 16. Thank you so much, Morgan, for coming on one more time. It was really dope to just talk to you a little bit, catch up a lot, and uh, just hear your story a little bit. Thank you so much for sharing all the stories you did. Thanks for coming on. You're really good to have on here. I think you had a dope story, and I just want to say thank you again. Congratulations in advance for graduating college, and good luck to everything else you got going on. Also, I just want to thank everybody who's tuned in today. Thank you so much. Hope if you made it this far in the episode, I love you. (laughs) Um, And just thank you for tuning in again. You guys really make the show. I want to make that clear that I do it so people can get their story across. They have everybody's got a story to tell. And I'm just helping people share theirs. So thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hidden underscore gems pod. That's hidden underscore gems pod. That'll help you stay up to date on all available episodes and news updates that I have. But also, be in tune for the new episodes we got coming soon. I got a lot of dope ones coming your way. People that you didn't even think I know that I'm going to talk to. Nah, I don't know about that, but I do got a lot of dope stuff coming still. So be on the lookout. And uh, I just want to say thank you guys one more time. Love y'all. Peace. Mm-hmm.